1: Year, I think I'm gonna put this bottle down. I guess as time goes on, I'll grow to miss it less than I will now. And I think I'm gonna tell her that I'm gonna.
2: 11 a.m. on a Wednesday morning. It is time once again for Southern Pride Sports on your home for University of Alabama Athletics, tied 100.9 FM. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com, with you each and every weekday morning from 11 a.m. until noon. The show, as always, brought to you by Peter Brook Chocolatier out there at 1530 McFarland Boulevard North in the Indian Hills section of Tuscaloosa. Limited hours in advance of this advancing severe weather that we have, unfortunately, uh, that is honing in on the state of Alabama. So uh, not totally sure what time the chocolate lady's gonna shutter Peterbrook Chocolatier, uh, but I'm thinking it's gonna be early afternoon. But typically 10 AM to 8 p.m. That's where you're gonna find them there at Peterbrook Chocolateer. Monday through Saturdays, closed on Sundays. But Monday through Saturday, they're going to take great care of you over there, Peterbrook Chocolatier, 1530 McFarland Boulevard North. Joined on the program by the executive producer of Southern Fried Sports, Jacob Harrison, who together we combine to form the Sixty Bit WOO of Sports Talk Radio. Jacob, I know, like the rest of us, all eyes to the west as we brace for these advancing storms and the unfortunate side of when we get sunny and 80 degree weather in early to mid-March, you always know there's a bill coming due. And hopefully, hopefully you and yours and everybody else gets through this afternoon and this evening and in, in good shape.
3: Yeah. You as well, you know, you, you try to, to lighten the mood and, you know, take it as seriously as you can while, while, you know, still trying to carry on with your day. But, uh, my, my biggest recommendation is to just take it seriously.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. And keep it tuned right here to Tide 100.9 FM. We'll have updates throughout the day for you. And, of course, that Tide 100.9 app is a great resource for you as well. If you haven't downloaded the Tide 100.9 app, you need to make sure you do that as well. 205-342-9904 is the Peterbrook Chocolatier Studio Line. If you'd like to jump on board with us... We've got plenty of time for you. We're going to check in with Cecil Hurd coming up in segment number two. Cecil, of course, a longtime sports editor and columnist for the Tuscaloosa News and TideSports.com. A lot to get into with Cecil. Obviously, Alabama men's basketball will be at the top of that list. But we got some spring football to talk about as well. The Crimson Tide set to return as the defending College football playoff national champions going to get spring practice underway Friday afternoon over there off Bryant Drive uh, and then take it right up until a day on April the 17th. Straight shot this year. No spring break. Not going to have that Friday practice and then uh, and then get the week to go uh, wherever. You know, your heart desires for spring break. A lot of folks in Tuscaloosa on spring break this week. You notice that, Jacob? I'm not complaining, by the way. As someone who is staycationing this week, for the most part anyway, it's been nice. It's been nice around Tuscaloosa. And it is also St. Patrick's Day today. So you kind of hate that as well with the weather. First and foremost, the safety of everyone in our minds. But it is St. Patrick's Day. Jacob Harrison Uh, How Irish are you, would you say? Are you uh, a little bit Irish? Is there any Irish that you've got there? Uh, Do you have some Irish favorites, Uh, whether it's food or music or maybe drink? How Irish is Jacob Harrison?
3: I don't know if i've never done one of those ancestry tests so i don't know if there's any real irish in me at all i've never been told there was a uh, big fan of beer but uh <laughs> not, not a big fan of guinness so i don't not i a stout guy yeah a stout i guy. i don't know so I, I i just take it i just take it in stride i do like the color green and I, and i think their accents are awesome so that that's kind of where i stand
2: what you more ipa guy is that what it is when it comes to the you a craft beer guy, are you a beer snob, Jake?
3: I'm not a beer snob. I just like
2: beer. <laughs> uh, we can deal with that. You know, you're the everyman's executive producer. We like that here on the program. But, uh, yeah, we have St. Patrick's Day, of course, right here in the area. Not so much. I can't tell you this from per- personal experience in a previous life. Savannah, Georgia, usually on this day, is nuts. Absolutely crazy. It's the Mardi Gras of Savannah, Georgia. When St. Patrick's Day rolls around and even with there being no St. Patrick's Day parade in Savannah, Georgia for a second straight year, they're still expecting crowds of 30 K 30 K in St. Patrick, uh, Savannah, Georgia today. Of course, we gave you the illustrious and in-depth background of Butte, Montana yesterday on the program. That's content. That's exclusive content, Jacob. I would say I thought that was exclusive content that we provided yesterday here on the program. Not so exclusive is talk about the NCAA tournament different times, man, different times, a different setup up there in Indianapolis and the state of Indiana, really, in general, when you consider, uh, I guess, Purdue's a part of that. I use a part of that. Just made my first visit to West Lafayette, Indiana, over the sort of New Year holiday. Um, Coming back from Chicago Diverted off of I-65 to West Lafayette Nice campus You know, John Wooden I mean, if you want to talk basketball, right? John Wooden, for crying out loud An Indiana native, a Purdue alum Won all those national championships at UCLA uh, Nice campus, clean campus Pretty nondescript I would say if I was going to match it up With, say, an sec town west lafayette louisiana uh, excuse me west lafayette louisiana now i'm combining cities and states west lafayette indiana would be gosh it would be kind of starkville yeah maybe starkville starkville's on the come up you know and that's not to knock starkville because starkville's on the come out if you've been over there recently that SEC money is hard to hide, man. You can't hide that SEC money. Even Starkville's blowing up. 205-342-9904. That is the Peterbrook Chocolatier Studio line. So, yeah, you're getting ready for the NCAA tournament. You got your first four games coming up tomorrow. First round action gets underway on Friday. Alabama and Iona, of course, Saturday afternoon, three o'clock. TBS is where you're going to find that game. We told you the secondary ticket man, he's landing lefts and rights where Hinkle Fieldhouse is concerned for that matchup on the Butler campus, that limited occupancy there at Hinkle Fieldhouse. And also, it's a bucket list. You know, There's 2,000 seats, and if you're a fan of one of the teams playing at Hinkle coming up in the first two rounds, you just want to go to the arena as much as anything. So it's a chance to see your team in the NCAA tournament. And it's a bucket list venue. So that is undoubtedly driving tickets to go along with that limited occupancy uh, there at Hinkle. Uh, but the Crimson Tide, it's an intriguing matchup. You're hearing a lot of talk about Rick Patino. It's kind of turned into this thing where both coaches being linked or mentioned with job openings. And by the way, if we thought it was going to be sort of a COVID year, kick the can down the road situation with a lot of these coaching jobs. You could even see this when we went back to the college football season. That ain't the case in college hoops. They're firing people left and right, man. Indiana, Minnesota, Utah, Rick Patino's kid, Richard, he's already landed his next job. He was fired at Minnesota on, I want to say Monday. And by yesterday, by last evening, he was the new head coach at the University of New Mexico. Didn't take long for little Rich to find his new spot. But you've heard Rick Pitino, you've heard Nate Oates vigorously deny any interest in other jobs. Pitino said he's done. He's done at Iona. His plan all along was to finish his career at a small, private Catholic school. Well, there you go. Iona. That'll cover all that. Nate Oates also echoing that same sentiment. Some really nice proactive work by Greg Byrne and the Alabama Athletic Administration here in the last month to go ahead and get Nate locked into an extension. So that's sort of been more of the narrative than the game itself. And I just don't buy into this. And, and it's not widespread. You haven't heard a ton of it. But I don't buy into this. Oh, you better be careful. Rick Patino Yeah, Rick Patino's a great coach. Rick Patino's a hell of a coach. Rick Patino's taken five different schools, five different programs to the NCAA tournament. But Rick Patino ain't beating Alabama on Saturday afternoon. It's not happening. And now, if this was an 8 9 game, maybe even a 5 12, okay. But it's not happening. It's not happening on Saturday at Hinkle Fieldhouse. 205 342. 9904. You continue to see also some movement in free agency where the NFL is concerned. My Jaguars went ahead and wrapped up the uh, 2022 Super Bowl with that move yesterday of Shaquille Griffin coming in from the Seattle Seahawks. Go ahead and write it down, Jacob. Porter Lawrence coming in at quarterback. We got the situation in the secondary rectified. We got Tim Tebow coming in. Waiting on Adam Schefter. When's Adam going to get around to Tim Tebow to the Jags? Come on, Adam. Come on, chefy Tim Tebow to the Jags. We're set up, man. We got Urban. It's done. It's done at this point. 19-0. World champion. Jacksonville Jaguars. Also, some stuff we'll get into on the program today. We'll talk some opposing wide receivers on Alabama's 2021 football schedule. Going to look a little different. LSU going through some uh, transition. But Kayshawn Booty showed, you as a true freshman, especially late in the 2020 season, that he's certainly capable. We'll also get into some edge defenders for Alabama to deal with during the 2021 college football season. Some pretty good players on the defensive edge that Alabama will see during the upcoming season. Most of those, if not all of those, are going to be within the SEC West. Looking at that list right now, I would say four of the top five opposing edge defenders on Alabama's 2021 schedule going to come from the SEC West. One or two of these might surprise you. One or two. I don't think DeMarvin Leal of Texas A&M is going to surprise anybody. Not after he had seven tackles for loss last year. He had the interception against Alabama here in Tuscaloosa, you might remember. The big defensive lineman. Very athletic play. Returned that interception 43 yards in A&M's 52-24 loss to the Crimson Tide. But very SEC West heavy with these edge defenders. I got one from the SEC East. I bet you can guess who that is. One edge defender from the SEC East for the 2021 season uh, that Alabama will see. Brenton Cox, Jr., of Florida, the big edge guy, uh, the Georgia transfer. He's a 12 game starter last year, nine and a half tackles for loss, four sacks. He had 18 quarterback hurries and uh, against Alabama, he had a quarterback hurry and a pass breakup in that SEC championship game. So probably no surprise to see Brenton Cox Jr. on that list. But we'll get into some of those other guys as we move throughout the program as well. First, we're going to head to a break. And when we come back, Cecil Hurt, sports columnist. Sports Editor for the Tuscaloosa News and TideSports.com. Cecil's going to join us on a Wednesday edition of Southern Fried Sports right here on Tide 100.9 FM right after this.
1: From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama sports, and it's brought to you by Conecuh Sausage, a true Southern flavor since 1947, and now the official smoked sausage of the Crimson Tide. Visit online at ConecuhSausage.com. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Alabama softball claimed a pair of weekly accolades from the Southeastern Conference with Bailey Hempill named the player of the week and Lexi Kilfoyle earning the inaugural Newcomer of the Week Award, created specifically for the spring 2021 season to honor student athletes who are freshmen during the shortened 2020 campaign. Hempill hit four for six on the weekend, along with four walks and two hit by pitches, reaching base safely in 10 of her 12 plate appearances. She was three for four in Friday's contest, driving in five runs on a double and two home runs. Her five runs she runs in pushed her past the 200 mark for her career, joining Charlotte Morgan and Kayla Hunt as the only Alabama players to surpass that milestone. Kilfoyle earned a pair of wins on the weekend in the circle, including a complete game shutout in the opener with a career-high 10 strikeouts. She returned to start on Sunday, throwing four innings in the Crimson Tide victory. I'll have more in a moment.
4: The Crimson Tide's newest partner is already an Alabama favorite. Kaneka sausage is now the official smoked sausage of the Crimson Tide. Made in Evergreen, Alabama, Kaneka's tradition of making the finest hickory smoked sausage hasn't changed in over 70 years. Always great for breakfast. Kaneka sausage is now a tailgate grilling favorite. Kaneka sausage, a true southern flavor since 1947, and now the official smoked sausage of the Crimson Tide. Yep. Alabama-Troy
1: baseball game, scheduled for Tuesday night, has been postponed due to weather conditions. The two teams were originally scheduled for a 6 p.m. Central first pitch at Riddle Pace Field in Troy. A make date for the game has yet to be announced. And that's your Bama update. Crimson Tide Today brought to you by Kaneka Sausage. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports We have a
4: dangerous, severe weather setup for West Alabama this afternoon and tonight. Thunderstorms that form after 1 o'clock today could produce large hail, damaging wind, and tornadoes. And based on the atmospheric conditions, we could see a few strong violent, long track tornadoes. So be sure you're in a position to hear severe weather warnings. Know your safe place. In your safe place. Have helmets for everybody. And if you live in a mobile home, know where you're going. You can't stay there during a tornado warning polygon and know how to get to that shelter very quickly. But again, and the key message, be sure you can hear any severe weather warning that is issued this afternoon and tonight. We're watching things carefully. We will keep you advised. I'm James Spann in the ABC 3340 Weather Center. It's 68 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com or download the free Tide 100.9 app. The Crimson Tide.
2: today on St. Patrick's Day for your playlist theme of the day. The Boomtown Rats right there with a little up all night. Cecil Hurt of the Tuscaloosa News and TideSports.com set to join us now. Cecil in anticipation of March Madness, the big dance cranking up in the next day or so. And then, of course, Alabama spring football getting underway Friday afternoon. But First and foremost, Cecil. I know, like the rest of us, you got your eyes to the west right now, man. Trying to figure out what this sure. weather is going to do here. Trying to see what the weather is. We got a big, you know, we're kind of in a big warm bubble
5: at the moment.
2: It's not what you really yeah. want. And hey, you talk about I mean, bubble watch. This is, uh, yeah, you know, this is this is the one you don't really want at all. No, not at all. And and. Most people
5: in Tuscaloosa understand. They don't have to be lectured. They've been through it. Uh, what they need to do, um, how they can be safe. Um, charge up everything you can charge up, and uh, there's hope. There's nothing you can do to to control whether whether severe weather happens where it happens. Um, yeah, I know people remember back. Um, well, it's almost a decade ago now, remarkably. And um, you know, it, when, when the tornado came through, some neighborhoods, many neighborhoods, devastated. Uh, others, you know, just th- the university for the most part was, wasn't hit. Um, came close, came very close. But um, the best thing to do is to to assume that that. You're going to be in an emergency situation.
2: No doubt about that, and it is also St. Patrick's Day. I see here where you have paid tribute uh, to Lenny Patrick. St. <laughs> Lenny Patrick's Day, Cecil.
5: You know, people,
2: people, and I find this. I find this
5: with uh, basketball too. Um, so many young people forget and and don't know. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk, obviously. About the 1987 Alabama Providence game, and, and a lot of people watched it, and a lot of people remember the <clears throat> the 87 basketball team. Um, I was there. I was in Freedom Hall, and um, remember that game very well. So um, it, it's it just doesn't register in my mind that that was almost
2: 35 years ago. <laughs> Oh, I hear you on that one. I hear you on that one. A lot of Patricks, a lot of Macs, you know, in Alabama athletics. If you go back throughout the years, you had Lenny Patrick, Tanae Patrick, uh, Pat, Greg Pat, McElroy. Patrick, Patrick Sertan. Absolutely. Uh, Pat, AJ Pat McCarron. Patrick. Yeah. Uh, Mac Jones. I guess we could put him on that list, couldn't we? You
5: could. The Joker could could go in there. Um, Mac Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely <laughs>
2: jason mccabley um jeff uh jack o'rear oh yes absolutely you scott mcclanahan yeah. if we go baseball yeah can't think of a couldn't think of a patrick that had played uh basketball so i'm going with michael green that'll work you got the green in there absolutely yeah. we could do this for the next old. 38 minutes or so. <laughs> for a bit. Be a lot of for fun. a bit. <laughs> um, Cecil, are we at the point where it's time to officially declare Tuscaloosa as the college basketball capital of the South? Because it's not just the Alabama men's team. You got the Alabama women's team in the tournament. You got Stillman's men's team doing good things. And then the Shelton State men's and women's team. I'm ready to do it, Cecil. I think this and, is and, the college basketball. And Alabama adapted Athletics. Exactly. The women's team wins the national championship in the adaptive. Uh, uh, national tournament. I, I think it's time, Cecil. Where's it's Walt? amazing. It's Walt it's amazing. I mean Walt uh, you gonna they, issue a they,
5: they, there there is also a football trophy. <laughs> uh, so you can't quite you can't quite declare it as Nate Oak indicated Sunday. You can't quite declare it um
2: entirely basketball. Just just yet. Walt needs to get that proclamation ready. It's time. <laughs> you
5: know, National yeah. Yeah.
2: taking that bus to Kansas Capital. City. <laughs>
5: um, really pulling for the Tigers. They've had a great year. Coach Teasley's done a great job.
2: Absolutely. And so with this Alabama men's team, uh, just again, an entirely different animal in terms of logistics and protocols and just the setup in general. But. It appears, at least, Alabama has cleared some very important hurdles where the initial protocols are concerned. Um, and then there's there's the the buzz about Nate Oates with these jobs coming open. I said it earlier. If we thought a lot of these schools were going to kick the can because of COVID with some of these jobs, Cecil, it doesn't appear as if that's the case.
5: No. Um, I Apparently, missing the missing the tournament in in some of these leagues, they just can't afford that. Um, Steve Prom, who's a very nice man, very very good person. You can't survive going 0 at 18. I mean, that's just no. not gonna that in your conference. That's just not gonna work, and especially in that conference. And I and I always point out too that. that you know that's tough. That's a tough year for fans. Um, tough year for Iowa State fans. But but also the you know, the big dogs, the big ISU athletic boosters, uh, you know, they're going down to the diner and in, in a or Des Moines or wherever and uh they gotta listen to the Hawkeye fans every day. <laughs> you know. That, that doesn't help either.
2: They yeah. don't want to hear about wrestling season either. You know, they don't they want to, don't hear, want to about hear about wrestling. wrestling.
5: They don't want to hear about, <laughs> you know, that's, that's a, that's a rivalry. And they'll, yeah. you know, they'll try and do what they can. I don't know what direction they're going to go. Um, and then Minnesota and Indiana. So they're all, and I realize it's two different conferences, but in that same Midwestern belt of schools. And, you know, it's it's, it's not easy. you know. Steve, Steve Palm came with impeccable credentials at Murray State, where, where he had won big, following Mark Godfrey. Um, I think everybody thought Archie Miller was a great choice for Indiana. And things don't work out sometimes. And so who's the next hot guy? And how high are you willing to go? And if you're out there you know, paying off a coach at $5 million, looking at Somebody, um, I would think Nate Oates' buyout is prohibitive for most schools right at the moment, which is why Greg Byrne put it in there. Um, And and Nate agreed to it. Uh, You know, Nate's $12 million buyout. Uh, That's on top of getting rid of your previous coach and paying Nate going forward. You know, so uh, I think he's he's, going to be here for a while, so... Uh, but yeah, what do you do at Minnesota? You know, how much do you spend? You, you paid off Richard Petino, at least um at least New Mexico made you, you know, not have to pay that they, they gave you a little offset. Um they hired him
2: about ninety minutes after he got.
5: Yeah, about the Minnesota. time it
2: took for a Zoom call. It took a Zoom call, I think, to get Richard in that next job. Yeah, I think the A D there has connections
5: with Rick Pitino you know, and mm-hmm. Billy Donovan and, and that's who he wanted. Um so uh, New Mexico used to be a really good job playing in the pit there in Albuquerque, but you got to recruit. Nat- you know, if not nationally, then you got to recruit California. You got to recruit some juco's. There's, I I can't imagine the last time there's been a top hundred player come out of New Mexico. So, you you just gotta. That, that's the tough thing about that job, Texas El Paso. Um, yeah, you know, the, they're remote. Utah. We, who's making a change? Uh, yeah, there's a few players in Utah, but um, yeah, that's <laughs> I, I don't know. And, and Larry Castillo, did a good job over the years at Utah, but again, not making the tournament, and you know, it, it's it's tough. So um, those are those are, I guess you would call Indiana, you know, a top tier. You got Minnesota and Iowa State and Utah, uh, Boston College field. There they hired the guy from College of Charleston, uh, which is going to be a culture shift anyway. And um, you hope, you know, you hope to catch lightning in a bottle. And, and somebody, somebody's going to get hot and make the Sweet Sixteen, and all of a sudden you're going to hear his job, his name, come
2: up everywhere. Shaka Smart style yeah one of the uh, I always call that Stan Heath effect, yes, yes Stan Heath uh would certainly qualify, no doubt about that, hey Cecil, what's your expectation for these next three weeks in terms of you got the teams up in that area now? How realistic is it to think we're gonna get through these three weeks with this tournament field intact as far as protocols go
5: um i they have certainly locked them down and quarantined them now. You're going to have to be mentally strong in these next... If you go to the Final Four, you're kind of in a hotel in Indianapolis for three weeks and not seeing many people other than your teammates, not getting to go out and do things and so forth, um, which is unfortunate. And and in the football playoffs, you know Alabama was in and out of Dallas, and, and relatively speaking, in and out of Miami pretty quick. You know, you didn't have to sit there three weeks and, and, you know, have both games at the same site and so forth. Uh, so, um, it'll be a factor for, for some teams. It, it, it's different. Um, Dave Gavitt said today that the, they, they administered, um, I'm going to get my number wrong, but the positive rate was uh, one tenth of 1%. They'd had seven positives out of all the testing that they've done uh, 69,000 tests or some something in that neighborhood. So, um, and had seven positives. So, uh, that rate is good unless you're one of the teams that, teams that has one of the seven positives. Um,
2: and again, by all accounts, Alabama is good to go. Um, yes, from, yeah, from yes. its perspective.
5: As of as of ten thirty this morning, I spoke to Aaron Jordan; and they were headed to practice full, full strength. So,
2: now from an injury standpoint, this team obviously dealing with some things still. Josh Primo, um, and even Jordan Bruner, who's obviously trying to play through uh, his situation. Right. Um, yeah, you know,
5: hopefully this week has, has helped both of them. Um, they did play Sunday, but it'll be almost a full week. Um, and, and I would think they've gotten, first of all, they couldn't practice for some of the time, and then um, probably not going heavy today. So, see what happens um, Saturday against Iona. And um, they should have a, a good week rest uh, to go with and, and hopefully that'll help now they again um, all the anti-gravity treadmills and and whirlpools and so forth that they have in Tuscaloosa they're not going to have that at the, at the uh, Algonquin Hotel in Indianapolis not to use the brand name um, you know the, it, there'll be enough they'll, they'll be able to do some Rehab, but it's not and they have doctors trainers, et cetera, who are in the bubble with them, but um you know it's not the same as the superflex over on on front drive.
2: no, no doubt about that, um Cecil, when you look at this east region bracket uh is there a particular matchup maybe in the first two rounds that you have circled as uh, upset potential. Um, maybe it involves Alabama. Maybe it's more on the top side with uh, where you've got Michigan, Florida State, LSU teams like that. Is is there a game that you're looking at uh, at least early on that has that kind of potential? Um, to me,
5: an an eight nine is just a toss up game. The State Bonaventure could win. LSU could win. Um, the seven ten Maryland could beat UConn. Now uh, mm-hmm. UConn's good. Um, they got a they got a lottery pick in in James throughite, the shooting guard. Um, so that's that game's also more of a toss up, but I, if I pick Indiana, I don't feel like I'm uh, picking a dramatic upset. So no, I don't I don't think that that Michigan or Texas, Alabama, Florida State, I don't think those teams can can miss out in the first round. Um, I, I will say, as the bracket goes on, LSU plays like they did Sunday. They can beat anybody. Michigan included. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Texas included. Um, you know, Florida State really loaded athletically. Scotty Barnes, another guy who's a lottery pick um, in that bracket. So um, it, it won't all be chalk, you know the, the Four teams that advance to the Sweet 16. They'll be, but I don't think it'll be um, Iona. You know, I don't think it'll be a 14, 15, 16 seed out of that. Um, Because for, for one thing, the the top four teams in the regional, and then I will again throw probably LSU and UConn in that mix. They're they're really athletic. And really good and you know that doesn't always win games but i'd rather be that team than than the scrappy little team that's trying to uh, trying to out out strategize so we'll we'll see what happens but i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty choppy in this week
2: i may be out over my skis but i really like lsu over michigan if it gets to it in the second round there i'm over my skis but uh, well, you
5: know, Livers is out for Michigan. Yeah, uh, LSU. I, I think until you play now, you know, their their depth isn't great. Their their consistency hadn't always been what you would like it to be. But they they're in a pretty good stretch, and uh, you got to stop Thomas Watford and Smart. And I, I don't care who you are. That's that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good task that they've put
2: in front of you. Yeah, to win that game Sunday with those three guys you talked about combining for close to seventy points. That's a that's a hell of a win. you, know, you, you, you had one, to take one some of the big truly punches. great game, and I think it was. Uh,
5: you know I'm not going to relive that game. It's probably been done um, enough, but. Um, if you were watching that game at a sports bar in Santa Cruz, California, you would say, "Man, this is a great game. This is this is a uh, great basketball game, man. It's back and forth, and so forth. and that's what I. You don't know any of the backstories, uh, whether it's just that Alabama and LSU are rivals. Certainly, LSU's biggest rival probably is Alabama." Um, so you don't know the backstory with with Will Wade or Trendon Watford or, or Herb Jones or um, you know you just so when you when you could factor that in and understood what was going on and Herb battling against Watford and, and all everything that that entailed and the, the previous two games and Alabama what Alabama did to him in Baton Rouge um, so when you had all that backstory. As well, um, it, it was one of the great games played at a high, high level um, that I've ever seen. You know, you could say, well, Alabama had a buzzer beater to make the NCAA tournament against Texas A&M in St. Louis um, three years ago, and they did, and that was a great shot by Colin Sexton. But that wasn't a great game, you know. that was played at that at that level of competition. Uh, this one was was remarkable on both sides credit to LSU too. Um, just remarkable on both sides.
2: I guess about as much as possible, Cecil, the start of spring football practice at Alabama is going to fly under the radar a bit, especially when you consider this team is the defending national champion or this program is, and we didn't even have spring football last year, Cecil. So, uh, I, more so than anything else, like everyone else, are you you looking at the offensive side of the ball? And, of course, early enrollees are always a big part of the storyline, too.
5: It's, um, first of all, I won't be out there this weekend. Second of all, even if I was around, we really can't go out of see very much. Um, you know, this, you get drips and drabs of these. Practice reports and and um, you know that's such a change from <laughs> from when you used to go out there and sit for three hours and watch them uh, you could you could form some pretty good impressions but um, you know quarterback uh, Bryce was clearly the second teamer last year that would make him the the top guy on reps going in Bryce Young and, and see how that works out now Nick's not going to name a starter. By Ada, you can forget that. Um, He's never done it uh, unless, you know, there have been some years where, you know, Tua was obvious or or, um, AJ was back for his senior season. We sort of knew what the drill was going to be. But, um, yeah, it's, it's offensive line has to be rebuilt, but there's talent. Uh, the receiving core clearly has to be rebuilt, but there's talent. Uh, Heisman finalist at running back has to be replaced, but there's but there's talent. So, you know, seeing how that comes along to the extent that you can judge by a spring practice in an eight-day game, um, it it will be interesting. It'll be fascinating and a lot of attention. You know, the the nation. <laughs> The nation continues to weary of Alabama. I, I promise you that. Um, so, so we'll see. Clemson will be, probably be number one in most of the projections coming out of the spring because they got the the big quarterback coming back and is recruited well. Um, this is Georgia's year, Travis. I don't know if you've again, heard. Um, again. <laughs> this is this the is one. A- All those other ones that they told you was the one
2: weren't really the one, but this one is the one. Um, Georgia, it being Georgia's year and the Masters are the two spring traditions (laughs) we live for. I will guarantee you that
5: conversation is held (laughs) at one of the sponsor events in Augusta every single year. That is a Masters tradition like no other.
2: Oh, that turns that sweet sweet sipping bourbon into sour mash.
5: This is our year. This is our year. <laughs> they My probably to I mean, toast to it. it yeah. is <laughs> well, so. see stay let, safe, let, man. Back to, the, back to the bracket. What do you think about
2: um Michigan state? Hmm. I I'm it, I'm I'm like everybody else. I'm intrigued by that matchup with UCLA. I think it's very smart that gets us going. Uh you' talking about though, uh, yeah. I'm I'm probably more interested, in I'm I'm more interested to see how they're introduced, or are they, they going to be introduced as the Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage during the tournament? Cecil, or is that even going to be the way it's going to be on the broadcast with with Michigan State now?
5: I, I don't know how they're going to handle that. That's, <laughs> that's a that's a, you know that's the other side of the um, Sweet Sixteen bracket from Alabama, and that is interesting. Um, I don't know enough about BYU this year to, to uh, one of the teams you just don't, I don't get to see very much because I don't see much um, of, of that, con- of that uh, of, other than the Power 5 Conference. It's hard to see mm-hmm. teams. Um, UCLA I, I just don't trust. They've had so many games where they could have won and didn't win. Uh, and Tom Izzo has him, has him playing better. Got the they, late win over Michigan. Yeah, I, I just don't think they can get past Texas,
2: but I wouldn't,
5: I wouldn't entirely rule it out. Um,
2: so it's the month of I, I don't Izzo, right?
5: That, I, I don't know, Travis, but I wouldn't almost rather have Texas's draw as the three than Alabama's draw as the two. Huh. Abilene Christian. And maybe Michigan State, who have played an extra game, you know, a um, little fatigue involved in that. Um, I, I might I might rather have what the three-seed got than what the two-seed got.
2: I mean, you think about what Alabama's going to see, assuming they take care of business against Iona and um, you know, UConn or Maryland. I don't think either of those are going to be easy, no doubt. Well, Cecil, stay safe out there, my man. And uh, all right, traveling up Friday, and so, uh, we look forward to hearing from you next week. Have a, have a report from Hinkle Fieldhouse next week. Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to be the ticket man up at Hinkle this week. Yeah, he's going to do all
5: right. It's so.
2: going to do pretty good.
5: I think so. Um, you know, they're not they're not in pods anymore. So, mm-hmm. uh, Alabama. I'm not sure everybody understands. Alabama may not be at Hinkle. In the second round, they may move them over to Lucas Oil. That, that's you're not locked into one venue in Indianapolis. That might be top
2: Cecil going from shooting at Hinkle to shooting at Le- Lucas Oil Field. You know what I mean? Could be from a be. from a shooting perspective. Yeah, but only the
5: only the round one sites are set.
2: Wow! Um, so
5: I, I don't think they're going to ship anybody back out to. Bloomington or West Lafayette, but there within Indianapolis, you could be at um, any
2: of the venues really in Indianapolis. For the I'm fascinated too. See the Monday by that Indi- Indiana Farmers Coliseum. I'm interested in that venue. It looks like an old, <laughs> an old sweatbox. You know, if, if if
5: ever there was the, the potential to be a barn, it would be the Indiana <laughs>
2: Farmers Coliseum. right? Uh, we don't have Market Square Arena anymore up there. No, you know, don't have so. Market Square to kick around anymore. No,
5: no. Uh but
2: but they'll find they'll find that's the thing about Indiana,
5: Indiana. They'll find places
2: to play. They got high school gyms they could play this thing in up there, sure. man.
5: Absolutely. And and um more than one. Yeah, exactly. So it'll be interesting to see how it how it shakes out. But yeah, it's not, you know it's not in the way that, I mean, there'll be a lot of teams passing through Hinkle this week, including LSU. They're playing in Hinkle. Um, so, um, be interesting to see.
2: All right, my man. Safe travels. We'll talk to you next All week. All right. Talk to you soon. There you go. Cecil Hurt, of the Tuscaloosa News and Tidesports.com. Yeah, the high school gyms in Indiana, they're kind of, well, they're not kind of, they are the Basketball equivalent of the football stadiums for high schools in Texas. Everything's bigger when it comes to hoops in the state of Indiana. We're going to head to a break. We come back. More of a Wednesday edition of Southern Fried Sports right here on Tide 100.9 FM right after this.
4: If you own a small business, We have a dangerous, severe weather setup for West Alabama this afternoon and tonight. Thunderstorms that form after 1 o'clock today could produce large hail, damaging wind, and tornadoes. And based on the atmospheric conditions, we could see a few strong violent, long track tornadoes. So be sure you're in a position to hear severe weather warnings. Know your safe place. In your safe place. Have helmets for everybody. And if you live in a mobile home, know where you're going. You can't stay there during a tornado warning polygon and know how to get to that shelter very quickly. But again, and the key message be sure you can hear any severe weather warning that is issued this afternoon and tonight we're watching things carefully we will keep you advised i'm james spann and the abc 3340 weather center it's 68 degrees in tuscaloosa
0: the flagship station for alabama crimson tide football Alabama touchdown. only on tide 100.9 and streaming on the tide 100.9
4: app
2: It's the edition of Southern Pride Sports right here on Tide 129 FM. Travis Ryder, senior analyst for BamaOnline.com with you each and every weekday from 11 a.m. until noon. Thanks again to Cecil Hurd at the Tuscaloosa News at TideSports.com. Joining us all Wednesdays as he typically does, uh, we touched on the whole Michigan State Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage News from last week and got me to thinking, If you were to pair up SEC teams with presenting sponsors, that would make sense anyway. Which direction would you go with these SEC teams? What about Alabama? Jacob Harrison and I had a spirited discussion during the break. And Jacob, you're pretty adamant about how that one would go.
3: Yeah, we had a a similar discussion on, on Saturday morning showdown. On the first edition about this sort of thing, we ended up just comparing everybody to sodas. But the uh, but for me, it's it's golden flake all the way for the crimson tide. Golden flake right? for Alabama. Yeah, right? I, we we don't hear the words Alabama crimson tide come across this station very often without the words presented by golden flake either. So I, I, I got to stick with the good old chips.
2: It's been a staple. There's no doubt about that. What about Bryant Bank though? I mean, come on. Association there, pretty obvious. I would even, I would even throw Mercedes in there, and we've got the big plant right there. Uh, we know the head football coach has deep ties with Mercedes Benz, Georgia. I'm pretty sure it would be either Chick fil A or Coca Cola, just absolute monsters within the state of Georgia. How about the Auburn Tigers? Where are we going with a presenting sponsor for the Auburn Tigers? I've got a couple of ideas in mind. How about Wind Creek Casino? Right there in the area? Or Ouch. the uh or Hyundai. You got the Hyundai plant, right? Down around Montgomery. Yeah. One of those two. University John of Fort. What's that? John Deere. John Deere. Well, I was maybe gonna save that for Mississippi State, but either way works, right? <laughs> either way works. Um Florida, the Florida Gators presented by Silver Springs. That's a little obscure. Silver Springs, of course, is the theme park down there in the Ocala area, just south of Gainesville, home of the glass bottom boats. You ride around in the springs there at Silver Springs and you look at all the cool stuff through the bottom of the glass bottom boats. LSU, LSU, I'm thinking a beat of beer for LSU. Just, uh, I think the connections there are pretty pretty obvious. What about Ole Miss? Ole Miss, I would say one of the casinos in Tunica would make a lot of sense. Maybe Hollywood Casino in Tunica. Or, since they like to go by the Landsharks, at least on defense as they get shredded on an annual basis, Landshark beer. Is Landshark beer even around? Jacob, you're our beer aficionado. Is Landshark still around?
3: You say you like beer one time. <laughs> no, I've never never heard of the Landshark beer. Barely heard okay. about that Landshark defense, All too. Right.
2: I think Landshark might have been brewed even in my old hometown, so maybe I should know that as much as anyone else. Mississippi State, the aforementioned John Deere Association. Um, but I think Pearl River Resort makes a lot of sense right there in that area, too, for the Bulldogs. I think Arkansas is pretty obvious, isn't it? Now, Arkansas has got to be either Walmart or Tyson Chicken. Come on. That's on a T for you, isn't it, Arkansas? South Carolina. I cheated on that one, Jacob. I just took the name right off the arena where the Gamecocks play basketball. So, I went Colonial Life with South Carolina. Uh, The Tennessee Vols presented by Flying J Truck Stops. The Haslam family. Has some family, big, big donors to the University of Tennessee, and they got all that cash into, uh, I think, Pilot and Flying J merged now. So you got Pilot and Flying J under one umbrella. So I'll go just Flying J truck stops for Tennessee. Vanderbilt, that's a tough one. Presenting sponsor for Vanderbilt, I went Cracker Barrel with, uh, with Vandy. Vandy. The, the Grendel Opry. Well, you could do that, too, for sure. Tootsies, you know, would make some sense. Cracker Barrel is based in Nashville, Uh so I went with Cracker Barrel. University of Missouri, the Missouri Tigers, presented by O'Reilly Auto Parts. O'Reilly, that's where O'Reilly's situated. Big deal out there in the state of Missouri. Is Kentucky any more easy, Jacob, to kind of tag on this? I mean, really? And when we're talking about the colonel, right? Or maybe one of the maybe Wild Turkey, one of the bourbons. You got the Bourbon Trail up there in Kentucky, but I would think KFC, right? The Kentucky Wildcats presented by Kentucky Fried Chicken. Although rival Louisville plays in the Yum Yum Center, which is the parent company, I believe, of Kentucky Fried Chicken. And then finally, Texas A and M. We got to think oil companies. I would think Jacob with Texas A and M. It's got to be black gold or petroleum so unless there's a bucky's the, out there oh uh, yeah texas a&m aggies presented by Philip 66 so there you go we got them covered man i think we hit them all i think we hit them all jacob very adamant about golden flake with the crimson tie makes a lot of sense makes a lot of sense for us to go ahead and get out of here too on a wednesday on that note Look, stay safe out there, folks. You got the rough weather on the way. It is nothing to play around with. As we know, if you've lived in this area for any period of time, you understand the serious nature of what we have in front of us. Take care of yourself. Take your cues and do what you need to do. Otherwise, we're going to tell you about today's lunch whistle on this St. Patrick's Day. Southern Alehouse has the Irish theme going over there. I see where Southern Alehouse has some shepherd's pie for you. Looks like some outstanding bangers and mash. Not going to beat any of that. Great selection, as always, there at Southern Alehouse. 1530 McFarland Boulevard North in the Indian Hills section of Tuscaloosa. Jacob Harrison's got you covered on the program tomorrow. I'll be back on Friday. Until then... Have a great rest of your Wednesday, everybody. Stay safe.
0: Don't you be around. <laughs> Tonight there's gonna be trouble. Some of us won't survive. See the boys. In- <laughs> Thank you for.